Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back to another episode. We are so excited today to talk about an issue and a topic that I've struggled with uh, for a long time with regards to just hearing about it, knowing about it, and not not liking it. Uh, What we're going to do is talk about the prosperity gospel. And that name is in and of itself a misnomer uh, in that there is no other gospel. Uh, In fact, Paul uh, or I believe it's Paul writing to one of the churches, you know, if, if anybody tells you of another gospel, let him be a curse. Let him be anathema, right? We, we have one gospel, and that is the gospel that Jesus has presented. And so my, my first statement right out of the bat is that the prosperity gospel is false. It is not true. Uh, there is no scriptural basis for it. Nowhere will you find in the scripture that somebody is giving and because they gave financially they received more financially nowhere will you find that that is the case and so the first thing that that uh want to talk about and let that dylan you and dan kind of discuss this a little bit is you know what 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 do you guys think is the prosperity gospel and why do you think it's an issue today well um as far as what it is so uh, you know, any of our listeners that have, you know, tuned in before um, know that, that we grew up differently. And this may be something that you've had more experience with, Chris, and, and you as well, Dan. Um, I've never been preached the prosperity gospel <laughs> in all, all my years in the church. I had never heard a preacher uh, preach what we call the prosperity gospel. Um, and so my understanding is of it is just simply researching it. I've never experienced this in real life, but it's it's the fact that, you know, a preacher will say, you know, if, if you give, God is going to bless you. Um, and mm-hmm. while that's true that, you know, God will bless us, it's, it's not always in this life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are plenty of people that are blessed in this life with, with, with you know, possessions, money um, that are not um, – not faithful to him. But, you know, the, the thing is that we, we do know that we're going to be blessed eternally. Um, and yet the, the gospel that, that it, we're talking about today, the, this prosperity gospel that people will bring up, um, that, that people will preach it is just, it's, you know, not true. Like you said, um, as far as I think you, you, the second part of your question, Chris was, uh, where do I, where do you hear it? Um, is that right? Um, I mean, the biggest one that comes to my mind is down in Houston, Joel Osteen. <laughs> Why do you think he's got millions of dollars and and has so many people listening to him? Because he makes these promises. You know, if you give me money, God is going to bless you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, goodness, no. Um, the gospel is supposed to be shared, not not bought. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, Dan, uh, what you got? <laughs> well, I mean, I come coming from a different angle. Interesting. You know, you grew up in the church, never really hearing the prosperity gospel um, growing up in the world, uh, of course, I didn't really hear preaching at all. So, <laughs> but from a, I guess, still from a unique angle, um, coming to Christ just through uh, personal Bible study and um, reading my Bible. You know, I've never read anywhere in the Bible where it says, "Oh, if you give, you'll you'll get more." Um, never, 
never never read that never was taught that and as, so as far as being an issue i mean to me the, the issue is right there it's not in the bible it's not biblical um and whether or not it's true i, I mean uh, you know we could try to talk about the dangers of it but I think before we can even talk about the dangers of it, we just have to look at what does the Bible actually say? Is the Bible teach teach it? If it does, I'll accept it. You know, I'll accept it. But if the Bible doesn't teach it, um, then I think that's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, you know, the Bible teaches the exact opposite of <laughs> mm-hmm. the prosperity gospel, right? Um, uh, if y'all have your Bibles, turn uh, to Acts chapter 20. Um, uh, I, I hope y'all... You know, a little side note as we're turning over here um, to all of our listeners. I don't know um, how y'all normally listen to us, whether it's, you know, on your drives to work, whether um, it's with your cup of coffee in the morning on Fridays or um, or whatever it may be. But I really hope that y'all have a Bible available as we're having this Bible conversation because that's really what it is. We, we want to turn to scriptures and, and let scripture guide us in our conversations. So uh, just a quick note to our listeners, you know, I, I hope y'all always have your Bibles ready with you. Um, but anyways, um, Acts chapter 20 is where I want to start off this conversation because um, it is the exact opposite of what is preached in the prosperity gospel. Acts chapter 20 verse 35 um, it says, I have shown you in every way, laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I, I had us turn here specifically because, you know, words right out of Christ's mouth, those are those are powerful. But this is instructions to the, mm-hmm. the first century church. This is, you know, the church as it's being formed is was not formed on the the back of of saying you know if you give us your money you're going to be blessed with money (laughs) (laughs) it's the exact opposite it's Mm -hmm. it's saying you know you give not expecting to receive anything else yeah out of the goodness of your bingo that's it right there it's it's all about the focus that's to me is the problem with the prosperity just up front my first impression of it is that's not the goal in fact we're supposed to be giving without the hope of receiving back as what jesus taught going the second mile so our focus is just to be givers not receivers it's it's a needs to be a completely selfless attitude exactly what the (laughs) prosperity gospel is is a selfish attitude (laughs) thinking what can i get out of this you know (laughs) like it's it's a scam, is what it is. It's I mean, a I'm, scam. I'm sure, yeah. I'm Bottom sure line. everybody has seen these things online, these ads online, saying you know, like you give us money, we're going to give you this secret code on how you can quit your nine to five job and yeah. make a make a <laughs> bunch of money, you know. But you just have to have to pay us a small small one time fee, and then we're going to give you this training, mm-hmm. and it, that's literally the same logic that is used by the prosperity gospel, and it is to me. It's common sense that it's like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that all started with tel- <clears throat> televangelism. Yes. You know, tele- yeah. Televangelism was, was where it initially started, and it has kind of rooted itself in the American church. And, and that's a mm-hmm. phrase that we will have to define at a later point in time. Yeah, we'll make another podcast on that. <laughs> but um, but it, is, it has been rooted in, in the idealism of America because Americans – desire to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Americans as a whole in society desire to be wealthy. And I understand that's a broad brush statement, but just look at the way that our 
country is formed. I mean, we have the stock market, which is inherently there to make people money. We talk about people making money or having money work for itself. And we have, I mean, it's money is such an intrinsic part of the American society. And unfortunately, the prosperity gospel is actually taking root in, uh, in Eastern Europe where people are poor. Uh, you know, I, I'm in school again, uh, unfortunately and fortunately, and um, had to had to do an essay on on a topic of my choice, and I chose this topic. I chose the prosperity gospel, and it's it is crazy how widespread it is. And you know, there's a couple of a couple of verses that come to mind. One is Matthew chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, mm-hmm. where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also Hmm. the idea of the prosperity gospel is in the first word of that prosperity you want to be rich you want to have money you want to have possessions you want to have things you want to prosper but where are you prospering and I think that's the question that really needs to be asked is are we prospering here on earth or are we planning to prosper in heaven you look at uh, Ananias and Sapphira, you know, they sold their, their, their house, they sold their field, their plot of land. And they came and they, they said, here, we've, we've de- designed to give Dane to give this much money. And the reality is they kept some for themselves and they have, there's no issue with keeping some for themselves, but they lied about that. They were mm-hmm. greedy. They, they wanted more. And then you look over in second Corinthians chapter uh, 11. And, and we don't have time to read all of this, but when we talk about the idea of the prosperity gospel and prospering and how that is how a Christian should live, it's so inherently false that it is contrary to Scripture in so many ways. Paul defends his ministry a lot, but in 2 Corinthians 11, he defends it excessively, <laughs> some may say. And he goes on and, you know, Starts in verse 16, I repeat, let no one think me foolish, but even if you do, accept me as a fool so that I too may boast a little. And so then he goes on here and in verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, Far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received the hands of the Jews, the forty lashes, less one. And he keeps going. Does that sound to you guys like Paul is prospering? Well, it sounds to me mm-hmm. like he, he's considering his reward an actual physical punishment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah well, and, and then Philippians four eight, the verse that is so often misused, right? Yeah. So often misused. I can, you know. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. 4.13, yeah. I was thinking 4, four it's a different one. Another, <laughs> another good one. But yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, Paul's talking about abounding in greatness and having absolutely nothing. And that's how he can do all mm-hmm. things because it's yep. Christ who strengthens him. It's not the house that he has. It's not the car that he drives. It's not the money he has in the bank or saved up in stocks or the boat that he's going to take out on the water next weekend. It's none of that. (laughs) It's Jesus. Now, I I want to make the distinction here that we're not saying like, if you're rich, ooh, that's bad. 
you know, um, it's like, oh, you must not be a very good Christian because Paul was a good Christian and he suffered bad consequences. That's not at all what we're talking about. Um, Jesus does say that it's easier for a, a, cam- a camel to go through the eye of a needle. You know, the little tiny thing you put a thread, uh, a, a thread through the needle. Um, it's easier for a camel to enter the eye of the needle than a, um, a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. Now, right. Jesus is just saying, you know, if you're clung to those possessions, he's not saying like, you know, if you yeah. happen to inherit wealth, if you happen to, to be successful, that's not in of itself bad. But if you get just so wrapped up in that, that it, you know, becomes an mm-hmm. idol. If that, if that replaces Christ as your number one priority, that's when it's like, okay, it might as well try to start fitting a camel through that. I have a needle. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, the, the idea of being rich, if you look at the letter to Philemon, yeah. right? Philemon, for, for all intents and purposes, was a very wealthy Christian. Yeah. He had servants. The, the church met at his house, if I'm not mistaken. His house. I mean, he, Philemon, from what we understand from Scripture, was a wealthy Christian. And so really what it boils down to is how do you use the gifts and talents that have been given to you? One of the gifts and talents that we know is available to Christians is generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can be generous with your time. You can be generous with your words. You can be generous with your prayers. But you can also be generous with your finances. Yeah. And, and well, I think that's something that Philemon was. Yeah. And so I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. You, just because you're rich does not mean that you are a sinner and destined to go to hell, right? Like, yeah. it's what you choose to do with what you have been given. Yeah. And that's one of the coolest things about the first century church is that they met in the houses of people, of members of their congregation. But, you know, they didn't probably didn't choose the guy that's got the little one-bedroom apartment up on top of this building. They probably, you know, had the the person like Philemon who is wealthy and and he had some space and he said, you know, my courtyard's open um, and to to all Christians mm-hmm. that want to come worship this Sunday. You know, that, that's and, and I'm not saying it was like that everywhere. I'm not saying that every little city had a had a wealthy Christian where they met <laughs> at their house. Just one. <laughs> no, that, um, I'm just saying that there, there were wealthy Christians. There are wealthy Christians yeah, who are yeah. absolutely faithful to God. And by opening their home for the church to meet at, by um, by being generous with mm-hmm. what you've been blessed with, yeah. that's, that's the key. Jesus was buried in a rich man's tomb, you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I... Chris, you had mentioned Second um, Corinthians uh, eleven, whatever I think it was eleven, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have an awesome quote from a guy named Leonard Ravenhill. He said, "The early church was married to poverty, prisons, and persecutions. Today, the church is married to prosperity, personality, and popularity." Wow. What an awesome statement, isn't? I mean, isn't that so awesome, awesome. in the sense that awesome. it, it nails it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's spot on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so true that – and that's really actually I think we'll, what we'll talk about in, in a future podcast about, you know, what really our our American culture has done to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that's a conversation for another day. You know, and I, I, think, I think the bottom line with all of this is that we need to hold fast to the gospel of Christ, right? Any other gospel, right? And, and you know, in Galatians, Paul asserts – not that there is one. Right? There is no other gospel. Yeah. But we need to hold fast to the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the gospel is the good news. Yeah. Right? So 
the term itself, prosperity, good news, doesn't even make sense, first off. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? I mean, to, to people who hold up money and finances as, as their mm-hmm. number one, when they hear, ooh, this is good news about prosperity, <laughs> you know, they, they hear yeah. that. But that's the thing is that, you know, Paul says, not that there is any other gospel. There is no other good news besides Christ. Yeah. And so he's saying, you know, if somebody tries to tell you about some other good news that does not in include Christ as the number one and hold him up higher than anything else so that all men can be drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Paul's saying there is no other one, but if somebody tries to tell you there is other good news, let them be accursed. Even if it's me, even if it's an angel, uh, that's what you're referencing there in Galatians. Yeah. Well, um, and in, in Colossians, Paul also you know talks about, and he's talking about the false teaching within the Colossian church, right? Yeah. Within the church in Colossae. Yeah. But what he says is, see to it in verse 8 of chapter 2, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. You know, I think that relates so well today to what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, that we've got the elemental spirits of the world, right? The things that we want. We've got human tradition of... Well, in America, we've got human tradition of wanting to be wealthy and wanting to be rich and wanting that bigger house and that white picket fence and that new car. And... Pointless, right? Like, mm-hmm. does it is it useful? Can it be useful? Yes, it can. But at the end of the day, it's useless. You know, we read about in, in one of the Gospels, a man building a bigger barn simply to store his grain, and then he dies. What are we storing up? What are we choosing to store up. And so I, my, my whole purpose, you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this and I, I convinced the guys, you know, to talk about it. So thank y'all for being willing to. My whole purpose with wanting to talk about this and wanting to discuss this at any level and to anybody is to understand that Jesus Christ is the answer. There, there is no other way to make it to heaven. There's no other way to live this life other than for Jesus and the, the quote that you had from, what, what was the guy's name? Uh, Leonard Ravenhill. Leonard Ravenhill. Yeah. I mean, that the church in the, in the beginning was married to persecution and prisons and, and mm-hmm. poverty. Yeah. Man, that's not that, not that we have to be married to those things, <laughs> yeah. but we mm-hmm. need to be not married yeah. to yeah. the other yeah. things. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the funny, the funny thing about that is that, you know, there's such a fear right now in America that, like, I, I hear mm-hmm. it from both sides. People will say, you know, like, if Donald Trump wins the election, you know, bad things are going to happen in America. And other people will say, you know, if Joe Biden wins the election, bad things are going to be happen in America. We may not have our, our freedom to be Christians anymore if if that happens. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, so? Where's your joy? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but being a Christian is it's it's a life choice. It's something that we choose to do every day. And uh, if if you've ever heard the prosperity gospel preached, and you have questions about it, you're curious about it. You know, send us a message, send us a, an email. Um, you know, however you want to reach us, reach out to us. We we'd love to talk about it. We'd love to discuss it. Yep. Because we are under the firm belief that there is no other gospel there is only the gospel of jesus christ and it has the power to save yep jesus has the power to save and so um before i I close out do you guys have any any closing thoughts no that's pretty much all i got for today um i do want to encourage our listeners you know we we put in our 
um, ways that you can contact us at the end of this, this episode. So um, listen to all that and, and reach out to us if you've got some comments or questions or um, anything in regards honestly, to this episode or past episodes. Honestly, even just some encouragement would be good. Yeah. You know, leaving, a, leaving a review on the Apple Podcasts and you know, letting us know how awesome we did or, I mean, I guess even how bad we did. But, you know, <laughs> just letting us know what you, what you think about the podcast would be awesome. We would, we would really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I was going to say is just kind of echo what you just said. If anyone has any questions, I mean, I know we haven't hit everything. I know there's some verses, you know, Jesus talks about uh, uh, measured down, it'll be measured back to you. And I think there's a Philippians, ironically, the same passage you just pointed out, Paul is content in all things. Paul does mention them. You know, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. And mm-hmm. some of trying to take those verses. So I guess, in a sense, we're just kind of gathering interest here, too, and saying, hey, if you got more questions about it, you want to keep exploring this, we can, we'd be happy to look into some of those verses. Absolutely. And, yep. Yeah, so, tackle those. <clears throat> and, and we started this podcast off, at least I did, by, by making the assertion and the statement that the, the prosperity gospel is just not real. It's fake. It's... Fake news. news. (laughs) And I'm going to end with that. Prosperity gospel is not real. It does not have the power to save. And it's not worthwhile. So that is what I would like to end on. I appreciate you guys for listening. And I appreciate you guys for for allowing me to to talk about this. Of course. uh, And and open this up as an avenue of discussion. So uh, we love you all and uh, see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook and share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Let's go start a conversation.